Welcome to the dumbest smart guy podcast on the planet. This is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Unintelligence Podcast episode uh, number 23. As always, my the name Mike, is Josh. What? The Michael Jordan of oh, episodes. This is the MJ episode. We are going to do a space jam right now. The LeBron James. Oh, yeah. LeBron James. So, as always, I'm Josh. I'm here today with uh, Adam. Howdy. And I'm also here with Frank. Hello. Yeah, pull up that microphone there, but fella, a little bit. I mean, but yeah, like, or at least put it up. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyways, so we've got a few things to talk about today. One being, I just would like to start off and just address, hopefully briefly, the the state of the political realm that we are currently in in the United States of America. And I, f- I found out an interest an interesting fact. Essentially, the two candidates that we're going to have are going to be Trump and Biden, right? So one, be, one would be led to believe that. that. Yes, that's what that's what it's shaping up to be. So they are the two. They're the oldest presidential nominees ever, ever. Right? They're going against each other. Do you know who the previous oldest nominees were prior to this? Them breaking this record. How old they were and who, no, like, who was just it? Maybe who they were or how long ago it was, potentially. Is it early in the inception of the country itself? No, it's actually not. My shot is Lyndon B. Johnson. Okay. Frank, do you have any, uh, you have any guesses? Lyndon B. Johnson ran? I thought he was... Uh... Well, he ran after... Uh... He did run, I think, but he lost, right? Who did? Lyndon B. Johnson. Didn't he lose? Wasn't he president... Oh yeah, my God! He, he replaced Kennedy, but then he lost. He lost, right? I don't think he. Does that count though? Well, but he didn't run. He didn't win an election. I guess I'm. T- I mean, I don't know if that counts, but maybe it does. Because you said president, right? Well, candidate, presidential candidates running oh. essentially against oh, each other. Oh, candidate. Yeah. Wouldn't it be Ronald Reagan? No, it's not Ronald Reagan. Frank, do you have any guesses? None. Well, I'll tell you the answer. The answer is themselves. They previously, four years ago, were the oldest candidates, and they've broken the record now again by doing it again four years later. How? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's just leave Paul. Let's just leave their policy. Let's just leave all that shit off the table, right? Everything that they stand for, not even, don't even count. Let's not even talk about that. Let's just talk about the simple fact that we literally have essentially octogenarians as our two choices for president. And say what you want about who they are or what they represent, but both of them are essentially senile. (laughs) One of them essentially, given the defense of senility or senile, whatever, I don't know how that word goes, but being too senile to stand trial is, 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 is one thing that they have pointed out. And as you look at both of them talk, I know Trump likes to talk all this shit about Biden saying how, oh, look at him, he can't talk. 
Trump did this thing the other day where he basically did the same thing, where he referred to something that was totally fucking wrong. He was, they're going to change the name of the state of Pennsylvania to a different, and I'm like, bro, that is some old man grandpa shit that you were on right now, and I don't think we, I, I cannot get behind this. We're talking about the Federal Reserve, fella. Yeah, like, what, what do you mean, what do you mean, Pennsylvania? The line, the line was, uh, make America great again. Yeah, like, not, not why, they're going to change the talking about? <laughs> so, I don't, I think that it's time for us here to finally put our feet down and say, sure, you want to have a minimum age of, what is it, 45 to be the president of the United States? Okay, I get it. You want someone with some experience, some life experience, as they say. But I think there needs to be a fucking cap. I think 75. Need, I, don't, I think that might even be too high. Se- I think 65 is the fucking max. I think retirement age, whatever the social security age that you can start collecting retirement, that should be the limit for for any political office whatsoever. Not just the office of the president. Yeah. But I'm talking any fucking elected office, at least at the federal level. Sure, if you want to be a city council member or a mayor of your local town and be 110, I don't really give a shit. You don't have any fucking power or authority, really. So... Do whatever you want there. But I think at least at the federal level, we need to set a max age limit. And what's unfortunate is because all the people that make those rules are majority old people, it's never going to fucking happen. It'll never pass. It's like Congress voting for itself to get a pay cut. They'll never do that. Why would you vote for yourself to get a pay cut? We're always going to vote for ourselves to get a raise, as they do every fucking year or four years or whenever the fuck they do the raises. You can deal with that, that one mayor from Michigan or whatever. Uh-huh. The one who calls his house the super mayor. Uh-huh. Is it a dog? There is one person, a dead guy and a dog, one, one of mayoral candidates somewhere, right? Right. Anyways. Um, she swore that she was going to lower the cost of everybody's wages and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And she did that. She signed to law saying that their wages would go down. Affected immediately when she resigns. Oh, man. So when she's done. Then everybody wages go down. And who's going to run against her knowing that they're going to go in there with a pay cut? Damn. That's some, that's some dirty politics right there. You know what those are, right? Yeah. Okay. Are they even cold, bro? Nope. Forget raw. Raw alcohol. <laughs> Good one. Anyways. So. 65. I think 65 is tops. I think that's, and I think that's, you got to be, if you get elected, you need to be 61 or under. I think that you shouldn't be like being 65 and then getting four fucking years. Yeah. Maybe we should even just set the cap to 60 of running yeah, for office. There's other countries that have their prime minister at, New Zealand has a prime minister, had a prime minister that was 40-something years old. Yeah. Even I think one of the royals of, like, Norway is 40-something years old or some shit. Everybody else, everybody else in the world has figureheads. Yeah. That are in, they're on the younger side. As opposed to us, who have fucking old geriatric fucks. Yeah, running all the shit. And they're not making decisions what's best for us, the younger generation. 
And fuck, I, I, I would really like to look this up to find out who the youngest elected official is in Congress currently right now. Like, um, youngest? Elected? Yeah, who is the youngest? It's probably AOC or one of those fucking people. Nah, I, I think it was this dude. Because uh, it was like a whole thing. It was like a whole thing? Was he like? Well, if he gets elected, it'll probably be Brandon Herrera. It was a African American African American gentleman. I don't remember his name. Hmm. It was like, there was a whole stink about it. It's this guy Maxwell Frost. He's twenty seven. Okay, never mind. What what is he? He's the youngest. He's actually the youngest. Well, he's the first member of what they're calling Generation Z elected to Congress. What? what, what how old? How old is he? Uh, he is twenty seven years old. Is he? Yeah, it says right here. He was the youngest person elected to Congress since Jed Johnson in nineteen sixty four. So. In 60 fucking years, we've had no one, basically, this guy was like the youngest dude. Like, he like, was a seat in Congress. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's for Florida. Fucking he's the, idiot. he's the youngest member of the, he's age 27, he's succeeded one term representative, somebody so-and-so, okay, who cares about that? But, yeah, he was the youngest person elected to Congress since, since somebody in 1964. Good fucking Lord. So, this one guy from Georgia is the youngest sitting senator at 36 years old. So the youngest sitting senator is 36. 36 years old is the youngest senator. And he's the youngest person to have been elected since 1980. It's a, it's a hefty period between. That's a long ass time. And I mean, dude, as I'm looking at this, okay, 30s is like the youngest forever as we're going down these these lists here. That's fair, though. That's fair. Like, I, I think even like a 20-year-old, you could say, sure. I don't really know about that. Like, I don't really know about somebody holding a position at Congress that's 20 years old because even then you're kind of like questioning, well, how much do you really know about the world at 20 years old? You're still kind of developing, too. That's true. But I think there should at least be some in there. Okay, okay, here we go. At the beginning of the 117th Congress, the average median age members of the House of Representatives was 58 fucking years old. 58 years old. And then of senators in the Senate, 64 fucking point three years old is the average age. Which, that that means there's not a lot of young motherfuckers in in those two chambers. Also, the the problems that exist in the world, like uh, AI... Social media, crypt, crypt, uh, yeah, crypto, crypto itself. Like that's not; those are not questions for people that don't know anything about it to begin with. Right. That's like, well, I mean, that's the boomers going. Ah, we don't like this crypto. Let's that's just make it illegal. Old, we need, we need our old money protected. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of what it's about. So, or, I mean, or even technology itself, dude. It's like. It's moving at such a rapid pace. I mean, that that is there is an argument to be had there about technology moving right. too quickly, but they're not. It's also not being seen from fresh eyes either. People that are in it that know what to look for as well. So true. Perhaps like even even there, there it, it must be valuable to have opinions that come from experience as opposed to people that have seniority over you that are seventy years old but are so far removed from the subject itself. Right. That like yeah. their opinion almost doesn't matter. Because they they, they're not in it. They're not in it. They don't care. Yeah, well, I mean, they just want to protect what they have. And that's kind of, I mean, fuck. I mean, I've said this before about our system has, having been so fucked anyways that it just needs to just reset and just get blown out and just fucking reset start all over. Start from scratch. Not that the system 
bones are are wrong, Mm-mm. but it's it's the it's the it's the meat it's around a, it. That every, is, heavy referendum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it sucks because it'll never change. It will literally never change unless something catastrophic were to happen. Which is funny because we were a country that was founded on revolution from yeah the UK, right? But every other country like France, civil war against itself. Oh, multiple. Doesn't take shit. Romania, once it became its own nation and decided we're not going to take dictatorship. Yeah. Even Belarus. Belarus. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I know they have that. Uh, what's that guy? Lukashenko. Lukashenko, yeah. I mean, they don't take that shit, too. Everywhere else in the world does not abide by uh, or or the countries that have any sensibility. Yeah don't abide by dictatorships or anything else. Like they usually they don't take that shit because they have been through it. Like, yeah. Now with like compared to us, we are so complacent, dude. It's so weird. Yeah, we are. It is weird how that just, it, it, it's crazy as a society, as long as we keep getting our fucking Mickey D's and our, and our, and our fucking trash TV reality our shows. Smut. Yeah. We, we, we don't generally care. It's generally when something happens, then we start to give a shit. And by then it's too late though. Like again, right now the average age of the people in is like the age limit of what I'm saying is we should set it at basically. So that's never going to change. And also I I've, I've, I don't know if I said this before or not, but I'm also in favor of term limits on those type of jobs as well. The Senate and the house really, I I mean, I think the ideal system is probably just going to a lottery system and it's kind of the, the draft except it's for federal service and, you just say, hey, you know what? Everyone, once you turn 18, your ass is in the fucking draft and you're in the federal Congress congressional draft or whatever. And every four years or two years or however they fucking do it, everybody there's there's a draft. Like and jury duty. Yeah, it's like that. And so then they say, cool, whatever it is that you have, the federal government with all of its money, we are going to make sure that all of your shit stays frozen. So your house, your fucking, if you have a business, everything will continue to run so that you can come and serve and you can be a stand. Yes, you'll be paid. It's not like it's going to be for free or you're going to make no money. You'll get paid a reasonable sum, but it's something that everybody's going to have to be up in in favor of. And then you just since the House has four hundred and fucking thirty five members, I think, or whatever, or the, yeah, the House representative has four hundred and something, four hundred fifty at least. No, I don't know. I don't know what the number is. I, well, it's, it's, I, I feel like I'll, I, yeah, it's a side note, but yeah. um, I would say that whatever it is, you have. One third be 18 to 24 or whatever the age, 18 to 30. One third be 30 to 45. And then the last third be 45 to 60, which is the upper limit, right? That'd be a really interesting. And then you get an exact cross section of the entire country of the whole demographic. Yeah. So then instead of having it, things go on party lines, it might go on age lines. It might go on, you know. Or even environments to have more rural, rural or suburban areas. Like just eliminating eliminating that altogether, yeah. And just having it based on age, like that, that'd be really interesting. Oh yeah, okay. so it is four hundred and thirty-five. So the number of voting represented in the house is fixed by law and no greater than four hundred and thirty-five. Okay, proportionally representing the population of the fifty states. Yes. So, and then, um, and then the Senate itself is hundred. It's it's a hundred because it's two per yeah. state. So, yeah. which again, man, if you look back at the way they made the system, it's fucking flawless. The way they initially made it, it's hey. Even states that geographically have more size than others, yes, we're going to have one ha- one chamber that is based on population. And then you're going to have another chamber that's like, nope, doesn't matter how big you are, 
Everybody gets an equal number of fucking votes mm-hmm. to, to vote on shit. And guess what? Generally, they both have to agree for something to get put up to the presidency. So, or to get for the president to sign and vote or mm-hmm. to sign on or whatever. So it's fucking genius the way they did it, but it's been turned into this fucking, it's been turned into a job, a career. People have made a career out of being literally a politician. Yeah. And uh, having legacy families like, uh, I guess you could say the Kennedys and yeah, perhaps Bush. Uh, the Bush oh yeah, family. for sure. That's a hundred percent. I I I I literally think that if someone has been president, like no one in their entire family line should be able to fucking run ever again. Like that should just be a thing. Yeah, it's like uh, I mean, it's not exactly like having lineage to a throne, but it's it feels it feels like it rhymes mm-hmm. to have these people voted in i mean it's by choice but still it's like why why is that even a fucking thing i mean it's it's may not be yeah it may not be synonymous with a throne but it's definitely adjacent to it for sure like you said it rhymes it does and it's it's fucking crazy how we just accept it and just say oh yeah this is cool we want this hell we we voted for it you know we put we put both of the bushes in office we put you know, well, if uh, if Obama's uh, wife ends up running, as they say, to replace Biden, which I don't know, that's a conspiracy theory. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. But as we move along with this, you know, cognitive uh, fallout or whatever you want to call it. Cognitive decline. Yeah, as it gets worse and worse. I mean, he may not be able to fucking run, but come come Neither November. And be. I don't think either of them will be able to because they're, fu- they're both old as shit. And it's funny how... Again, the one way you could prove all this, disprove all this shit is, yeah, do the stupid cognitive test or whatever, right? Both of them have basically said they're not going to do it. Biden already had his physical or he's having it next week or something. And he said, oh, no, there will be no cognitive test. I don't I don't need it. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'm sure you don't fucking need it. Ever, there's all these people calling into question your cognitive reasoning and your ability. What a great way to disprove it by going on live TV and fucking taking it. You're the president of the United States. You could easily have that done and then just disprove everyone and say, oh, no, I'm good. Look at me. I'm good. I'm Mr. President. Look at me. You know, <laughs> I can fucking talk and say things. I'm not senile. You could do that, he's but not, he's not me seeks. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know why I just me seeks the president, but can you fix the government, Mr. President? Can do, can do. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, that'd be a forever task for him. <laughs> it's getting weird, man. <laughs> Existence is pain for me seeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I don't know. There needs to be some changes. And I just thought that that whole thing with them two being being the oldest candidates and breaking the record that they previously set four years ago is fucking insane. It's insanity to me. I don't I I can't believe this is allowed to happen. But yet here we are. So anyways, um, do you guys have anything more on that uh, topic? Um, yeah, I think it'd yeah, be really it. interesting to just eliminate holding seats in Congress the House of Representatives and the Senate itself. Yeah. To just have. Have I don't know if it's it'd be primarily age, but it is rather interesting to have it arranged that way, because then you really get the perspective of every group, not yeah. by race or color or anything like that. Because everybody's problems are different from like, yeah. And to have them at each period in their lives like that, that'd be really cool. It's like, how the fuck would that even work? Like, how are people going to agree on on those terms? Like, yeah, if you throw a, if you throw a problem at them, 
they're going to have three different perspectives altogether. And it's like, how the fuck are they going to arrange a solution for that? Because that just sounds interesting. It just, yeah, yeah it just sounds. It does. And then listen, once you, once you serve your time, that's a wrap. Get fucking get out. You're done. You don't have to get, you're not subject to the draft any longer. You're done. You served your time. You're done. And it would eliminate any lobbying because every four years there's going to be a new asshole. Nobody to, in that yeah. There's, there's nobody no, to please or yeah. You can't throw money at. Yeah, exactly. So that would eliminate that problem. I mean, it would eliminate a lot of fucking issues yeah. if we would do that. But will we? Eh, probably not. Probably not. Just because they're the ones that vote for it and vote would have to make that change themselves. So I don't know. It's fucking ridiculous. But anyway, uh, secondarily, uh, I also kind of wanted to just talk oh, well this this turn that turned into 20 fucking minutes but uh, the briefly talking about that thing but i just wanted to talk about the economy a little bit and why well there was a specific instance where this guy who works for the wall street D- journal okay he because wall street journal just had a bunch of lay, like they laid off a shit ton of people that's not just that's not even just wall street journal no, that's, that's just, across media in general right, like correct. la times laid off 100 people oh yeah oh yeah it's it's been they called it bloody fucking friday or whatever last week or the week before when this shit all happened mm-hmm. and all the media outlets were just getting just firing people left and right i think i may i, I think this might turn into a subject i wanted to ask about after oh, good. after oh okay yeah. all right all right so one other thing, and I bring up this guy specifically from the Wall Street Journal because it was fucking quite ironic that basically the day before he gets fired, the last article that he put out was, hey, is the economy too tough? Maybe you should consider skipping breakfast instead if you can't afford to live. So his <coughs> advice was to not eat. Don't eat. If you can't afford to live in this economy, don't eat. Just don't fucking eat. Just skip one meal a day, right? Skip one meal a day. And then the next day, after fucking 16 years, I was just unceremoniously ousted. How am I going to feed my family? How am I going to eat? And this dude was getting roasted. People were literally saying, hey, didn't you think about, like, didn't you try skipping breakfast yet? Like, what? why don't you take your own fucking advice? Now, I couldn't read the whole article because it's behind a paywall, but which is even more ironic because that just proves, well, they, they obviously this guy wasn't making any money for them. So nobody's reading the shit, yeah. but I read like a third of his article and it was just, it was basically talk. So this with, within the context of this, yes, I didn't read the whole fucking article, but the article was basically what the headline said. Oh, if, if you think that the 70% increase in the price of eggs is too much, then you should really consider just not eating eggs. You should just not eat breakfast. Don't eat breakfast. Just don't eat. If you think it's too expensive, just don't eat. Oh, okay. Let them eat cake, motherfucker. Like, is that, that's basically what he was trying to say. And then here he was 24 hours later, basically crying that he Man, didn't have a job. I just yeah. got fired. <laughs> so I do, I mean, I agree with the fact that, well, not the sentiment, but the facts of the matter are, yeah, it's fucking expensive to live here now in the United States of America. Granted, we don't have it as bad as some other countries like Canada. Their inflation is fucking insane right now. I mean, they're like like a, a fucking slab, of, a piece of meat Dude, is like $200. Living in Vancouver, oh, yeah. you might as well sell all your body parts and just be a stub. <laughs> I mean, basically. Just to just to make it. You'd have you'd have a little bit of money and you would have less caloric requirements, so you wouldn't need to eat as much because you're not burning, uh, you know, as much yeah. stuff. But it, it just got me also thinking about how the people that are in media that tell us what we should be thinking, right, and what we should be doing, they they when it comes to them taking their own advice, oh no, oh no, that's that's just what I put out for the masses. That's not 
that's not me. That's not whatever. Sure, I get it. But it's funny to see when somebody like that gets roasted. So I had I had tweeted the guy or what I don't know, it's not called tweeting anymore, but I had I had No, you hit, tweeted him. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted him. I tweeted him and I said, Hey at whatever so and so. I said, Hey man, heard you just got fired. And I and I know and I see you've been getting roasted pretty good on here. And I said, if you want to clap back, let me know. You can come on our hashtag without censor podcast and we'll let you help get or no, we'll let I don't remember how I worded it, but I said basically something like, oh, we'll we'll help you get your inner fucking villain out, basically. And then I and then I hashtagged it heels for life because I just thought that was funny. And I'm like, oh, good. You know. This dude's bitching and complaining and he's retweeting everything that all his buddies are saying about how, oh, this is just such a fucking tragedy that they got fucking ousted. Okay, cool, bro. What are you going to do? Do something about it. The media that you are in is dying. You are in print or digital media or whatever. You're writing articles, right? Mm. It's dying. We saw that before we even fucking started because remember that was our initial thing we were going to put articles. And what did we do? Ah, no, that's got to go. That's not a fucking thing. But but I, I don't think it's um, I don't think it's illegitimate to to create true journalistic entries, right? True. To to have articles, right? Right. Because that's that's a necessary thing in the world to be things for for things to yeah. be reported in an objective manner. I mean, technically, we don't need to do that with this, with this podcast because everything is subjective to our own opinions. <laughs> that's true. And our idiocy. True. Uh, but. Yeah, dude, it's it sucks for them because it's like they're paid to do this job, but they also don't get enough because nobody wants to buy articles yeah. or pay pay a dollar. <laughs> hey, dude, you get a fucking for for a dollar, you get like three months, right? Yeah, and everybody still chooses not to do that. <laughs> they In wouldn't fact, even pay a dollar. They'll curb, they'll curb the expenditure of buying a newspaper, a digital newspaper, and they'll copy and paste the link into some website that just copies all the text that's in. The uh, the article itself on the web page, yeah, without having to pay, right? And it's like fuck, dude. That does in fact suck balls because these guys are putting in all the work, yeah. And then the, you know what it eventually ends up turning into, as we've come to see in our modern society, is that we get really questionable journalism. We also get the stupid BuzzFeed type articles, top five things, top play, top five places you should go visit top yeah. five it's it's all these fucking listings that nobody gives a fuck about but some, for some reason we click on it yeah yeah we do and we're, we're rewarding that or clickbait articles that lead you in yeah with the title and then you're like this is all this this is stupid like why am i reading this yeah but you got baited into reading it and right it's, it's, it's turned into something that you totally weren't even maybe expecting it to or be didn't care or cared about. And you're like, God damn it. I wanted to hear about fucking so-and-so. And now here I am reading about some bullshit that does nothing to do with that. Yeah. So maybe that segues into what I was going to ask about. Yeah, yeah. Obviously these guys have to fucking do their thing. Right. Yeah. As journalists. So it seems like people themselves are moving away from companies or corporations that report the news and started moving on towards firsthand journalism. Yeah, you could yeah. even call it that firsthand experiences people are having on TikTok or even Patreon to sell the news in that way. Like, I don't know if this is like the, I don't think it's the death of journalism, but perhaps it's more personal 
to what people like or enjoy as opposed to like just taking it directly from, you know, say fucking yeah. News Core or uh, CNN or Fox or whoever. Yeah. Whoever. It's like now people are just looking for certain individuals opinions um, to get to get information. Well, I mean, yeah, let's I mean, Tucker Carlson, whether you love him or you hate him, is a, is a good example of that where he he's not affiliated with anybody and he's just his name he's he's doing his thing or whatever again regardless of whether you love it or you hate it or you're indifferent to it he's still out there doing it on his own he's not backed by any major as far as at least that's not on the surface level he's not backed by any major news organization at all um and yeah i think you're right i do think that it's maybe leaning towards that journalism still needs to exist, but no one gives a shit about what CNN says anymore because of all the oh fucking cat. It's 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 everybody all together. It's not just yeah, not not just CNN. Well, it's that local thing that you were saying when the Ukraine uh, war started, there were tons of Twitter accounts that were basically just people that lived there that were reporting the news more accurately than say. CNN was or Fox or any of the other news agencies just simply because, well, you're there, you know, until CNN two weeks later gets a guy there or if they ever send somebody there, you may not actually get to see what's happening. You know what I'm saying? So I think with technology, that's kind of made. I mean, I don't think it's made journalism obsolete, but it's made it more accessible. Oh, fuck. Cat did something. All right. Testing. Testing. Still live? Yeah, we're still going, but hold on. The cat fucked something. All right. Oh, let me pause it. Okay. All right. We're back after the cat fucking unceremoniously ran across the keyboard like an Son asshole. Of a bitch, dude. <laughs> and third now time. she's now, yeah, the third time, but this time she actually hit a button and it lit something up. I don't think it actually did anything. I think it just it just highlighted it, but piece of crap. What is that? Noose. What does that symbol do? <laughs> okay. Noose. Oh, you know what? What does this symbol do? This is the slip tool. I don't even know what that does. So she hit the button to slip something. So whatever. Anyways. All right. So yeah, I think that the local journalist or whatever you want to call it, the man on the street is literally a man on the street because They're everyone has access common to man. Well, everyone has access to it. Everyone has a news crew capable item in their pocket. It's called your cell phone. And whereas before, you had to wait until some asshole with this big ass shoulder mounted camera and a van showed up and then fucking had a microphone and then the lady with the fucking dress and she gets out. And, yes, we're here live reporting on so-and-so and whatever. Yeah, no, you had to get all that logistical shit happening first. Now, oh, if I'm there and I see this shit blowing up, I can just pull out my cell phone and fucking start hitting record. You can probably and, sell it. And, oh, that's that's what ends up happening. Yeah. The, there was that that factory in Syria or there was like a weapons factory or something in Syria that blew up or I don't remember what it was, a fire works factory it, it looked like a nuclear bomb went off but you talk about beirut was it beirut beirut in lebanon i don't know it was it was, a, it was like a it was like some kind of uh i don't know if it was a nuclear factory but something went off and the whole fucking well not that the city was leveled but yeah but it was it, it went off and it, yeah, it was it looked the, like a nuclear blast went off yeah. right and yeah there was yeah maybe it was beirut actually and so yeah that dude there's the guy in the hotel room and he's and he's got the video and he's like just viewing it and all of a sudden it just it just blows up and then all the windows blow out and shit yeah he probably sold that to all the fucking news networks and made a pretty good amount of money on that yeah so but again 
now that people have access to it through social media, they can they can post that shit on their own. They don't necessarily they need to go, yeah. to go to a news agency and sell it to them if they didn't want to. They could get 50 or 100,000 followers just because they're here in a conflict zone. That's what a lot of these accounts have started doing. And then the open source intelligence accounts that they're called, the Ascent accounts, those are the ones that are they're gathering things that they can find on the internet, open source movements of things, and they're reporting on them just like maybe CNN would, uh, you know, the movements of Russian troops or whatever, if you're talking about like Ukraine and stuff like that. They're reporting these things and they're gaining followers because, yeah, CNN ain't fucking doing that. So it's like uh, it's like one less step from the source, the source. It's one less step. You're getting it like raw, right? Yeah. Maybe somebody might get the give their opinion on it, but at least you're getting it from. Yeah, you're near as it's happening. Yeah, you're getting it from someone there live. And I think I mean, dude, even I think even uh, journalists themselves have gone into business for themselves as opposed to working for. Yeah, like a company like the Los Angeles Times or New York Times or the Washington Post, because, I mean, I don't think there's really any money in journalism itself or at least not enough to sustain you. So you probably have to work three different jobs to write different articles for different uh, different platforms and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, well, shit, I might as well just start my own fucking news uh, news website and just find a couple buddies or people that are into certain topics and we'll go about it that way. And at least I, at least we'll keep the lion's share and distribute it amongst ourselves. Yeah. And it, and maybe if you are that good, if you are the pinnacle of the genre or thing that you're covering, covering people will follow you and you could just have a Patreon and maybe you don't have, maybe you don't have fucking, (laughs) which is really pathetic when you think about it because these people are doing a service and for them to not have even like half as many followers, let's say as somebody like a Instagram model or even like a OnlyFans model. Yeah. And these guys are actually providing a legitimate service to cover specific topics or current events and stuff. Yeah. And they're not getting half of that. It's like shit. Fuck. That kind of blows. <laughs> yeah, that really does because then someone else is making all the money on your for on something your shit. trivial. For something yeah. trivial, you know. I mean, there's uh, like there's this dude that does uh, he does like earthquake predictions. Some say it's pseudoscience, but he's fairly accurate. He was on YouTube and he fucking was getting harassed. So he just fucking went to Patreon and just people paid him. They're paying him to get these earthquake predictions or whatever. And it's yeah, I mean, it's kind of news news like or whatever. But it's like it's like being the weatherman, but for earthquakes and true. Uh, but he's yeah, you know, he just switched to Patreon and now you his shit's behind a paywall. And if you want to see it, hell, you got to pay a dollar or two. And also, he doesn't attract anybody that, that he doesn't want. Doesn't, doesn't want. And if they do, they pay. Yeah, it's like he wins. Well, yeah, either way, he wins. So, yeah, it's fucking crazy. So, yeah. So I don't know if like this is. I know a lot of people say like the death of journal- journalism, but I don't think it is. I think it's just manifesting in a different way. I think it's just becoming something adjacent to it. It's not. And also, AI is another problematic issue with journalism because mm. if i can tell an ai a prompt of give him two two or three bullet points of a story that would happen and he writes me an article well okay the ai wrote this article uh you know i didn't really do a whole lot sports illustrated got caught with having articles that were written by ai not humans oh really and everybody's like well shit dude that's just sports journalism I mean, yeah who cares right at this point but I, then, not to say it's stupid or anything but it just says it just says in general, well, if these guys are fucking doing it for sports entertainment, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if these guys were the, doing it for the entertainment of sports itself or for people to stay current on it and 
the people, the writers that are putting these articles out are not even real. And shit, what does that say about journalism in its entirety? Is that are all these fucking because imagine this, dude. Imagine the number of articles or quota you have to meet in a day to 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 make to make a news or media outlet like profitable, right? Yeah. It it probably makes the deadlines so much tighter and you have to turn out more. Oh yeah. So it's like, well shit, should we be cheating and just having these fucking, should should we just have chappy GBT pull up whatever it can about whatever bullshit? Yeah. I mean, if it's, if it's about quantity is what's making you your money. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? That's way more efficient than having paying fucking 10 assholes to write 10 different articles when you could just have one guy plug in some prompts to chat GPT and he can do it in 30 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you shit, know? dude. Does that make you wonder why they laid off oh, 100, think, 100 people? Because that's what the future yeah. is, is that... I think that they figured it out. I think the Wall Street Journal and these agencies figured it out that, oh, shit, we can pay one guy. We can pay 10 people and have somebody else be a fact checker to make sure the chat GPT... Yeah. He's writing the right stuff and then everybody else is gone. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you have one guy that feeds the shit in the chat GPT and spits it out, and then you have ten people that you hire that just fact check it and make sure it's actually right. And you ad lib or yeah. yeah. And then you just go for and then you go from there. And then meanwhile, <laughs> you can lay off 90% of your fucking journalists because they're unnecessary now at this point in terms of what your business model has become. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the people at the top are not gonna give up their salary. Or- no, absolutely not. So it's like we're going to keep it. I don't know what your problem is, but you're going to have to go. <laughs> well, in order for us to keep making this money, you, you got to go. We can't afford to pay both of you, both us and you. So, well, guess who gets to go? It's 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 us versus you and we're saying us. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. All right. Well, was that was that all you had to add about that specific topic? Uh, Yeah, I think that was that pretty much covered it up. Um, All right. So, oh, nice. Good one. So. <clears throat> To go more onto the uh, internet trolling, but also kind of serious, right? So we did we did just pass. It was a big fucking thing that they wanted. We everybody's bitching about this ninety five billion dollars or whatever that we were going to give to the Ukraine, Taiwan, and Israel. Wait, which, was that that was voted on at, in in the in the House of representatives. of representatives, and then it went to I believe the Senate, and then Biden signed it. Like you it's sure? already been done, right? You sure? Huh? You sure? I th- I thought it was I thought I I thought he he was saying that he signed it and he was talking shit about it. Ninety five. You said ninety five billion. It was ninety five right? billion. Ninety five billion. Billion dollar bill. Uh, what's inside the bill? Biden senators urge House Republicans. Okay, that was like a few days ago. Senate. Okay, the Senate passed it. But he just needs to sign it. I think so. Oh no no. I think it's still. Yeah, okay, the Senate's the only one that passed it. The House hasn't done it yet. I guess they're still fucking, they're still fiddle fucking around with it. But it looks like it's probably going to pass. So, and Biden said he's going to sign it. So, because he's saying that, oh, you, they should do it. They need to sign it. It's going to Taiwan, Israel, and what? And uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. 95 billion, right? So, we're sending it's, them shit. Military equipment, fucking whatever. $95 billion. Assuming we are. Yeah. Well, that's that's what's in the bill, I guess, is like shit like that. So, um. Basically, we're we're giving them all this fucking money, right? And this is not this is not even the, the a big a big amount. I feel like I mean maybe it is, but we've probably given them each much more than this throughout the last quarter. At least Israel over the last what six months, fucking Ukraine over the last eighteen months or however long, almost two go shit going on two years now. Sure. Um, 
Taiwan, who knows how the fuck much money we've been giving them, but we're getting fishy with China right now. So we're like, oh, we better start fucking bolstering these these guys to hopefully defend themselves so we don't have to F-35s do it. F-35s too? Uh, no, I don't think they are giving them F-35s. Uh, I think that would be a direct, I think China would directly attack them if that was if that was on the table. I don't think that they would wait. I think they'd be like, nope, can't allow this. You're, you're, go, you're on. No, we're just going to park them here. That's all. Not doing it much. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah they're just going to be here just to chill. You know, don't worry about it. Yeah, just... Just uh, going to have an air show. So, yeah, we're just, we're just going to do an air show. Just, with, just a little bit of military with, exercise. With 90 fucking F-35s, <laughs> you know? Which, so I was doing the math because I was I was just wondering, what could $95 billion get us? And so $95 billion could buy us 273.4 F- brand new F-22 Raptors. Like, if we decided that we were just going to make the greatest fighter of all time. We could have 270 something of them. That's $95 billion right there. If we did that, we could literally just send them to Poland and just end the Ukraine war immediately. That would just be it. Just let Poland have them and just be like, Hey guys, have fun. End of story. Assuming they knew how to fly. Well, obviously we'd have to train them and all that bullshit. I mean, this isn't going to be like an overnight fucking thing, but once they got in them and got them and we're good to go with them, hell, we don't even need to send, let them fly them. We could just send our guys. We, we could put together 200 and something pilots to fucking go ahead and fly F-22s. Uh, we, could, we could make that happen and then just end the war in fucking like 40 minutes. It would just be over. So additionally, that would also purchase us four and a half aircraft carriers for $95 billion. And not only would it give us four and a half new aircraft carriers, but it would also give us 90 F-35 Lightning IIs for each fucking one of them, which is the full complement of fighters that uh, aircraft car- our modern aircraft carriers can carry, right? Okay. So that would give us 4.75, well, four total for sure, fully outfitted aircraft carriers, which we could literally send one to the Mediterranean, one to the Black Sea, and one to the South China Sea, and we could end all war past, present, and fucking future. All right, it would just be done. Nobody would fuck with us because that would just put us way over. And fuck, the F 35s are almost untouchable. But we'd be fucking great. We'd be golden. So instead, we're we're leaking ninety five billion dollars out our asshole to to just give them money and yes, some equipment and whatever. But it's nothing that's going to change the fucking course of any of these wars. It's nothing that's going to end any of it. Well, it's not so. I don't think it's so much. It's with the perp, with the intent of trying to end the war itself, right? It's like, well, we can't get in direct conflict with Russia itself or, or China, so we have to do it by proxy. The same way that Iran is true. So you can't gamble our future and the future of humanity by getting in direct conflict with Russia and China itself. So you have to do it by proxy through a middleman, which is each of these respective countries. Right. Sure, but it. At some point, we're not going to be able to. We're, I mean, I think we are getting to that point where we're not going to be able to financially sustain this for much longer. I mean, I guess we're thir- we're what thirty four or thirty six trillion dollars in debt hey, as a country. If we ever escalate to a World War Three, well, and we that all, go, that'll go, away. we just throw out all our, uh, you know, throw throw all our allies a a carrier or two out <laughs> of their way, and we get this all resolved. And uh, hey, dude, the victor goes the spoils, right? I mean, that's true. That is true that, that we could do that and we probably would do that. 
so that we can then have no debt after whatever war. Yeah, is what do over. you do about it? You're like, what, what, what are you gonna do, do about it? Yeah. yeah, what are you gonna tell if we can't do that? War, yeah, yeah. It's not like you can do shit. We, yeah. we, you know, we obliterated. Yeah, you. we just won World War Three, bitch. Like, you, you can't tell us what to do. So, I, I think we, again, for that money though, I would have at least rather seen it be spent on our shit. Then just and then we could just be like, cool, because this is all gonna come to a head. The end game for this is is fucking World War Three. That's where all this leads. So if we're gonna have to get involved anyways, might as well have spent all these billions of dollars on bolstering our own shit and having more of the shit that our enemies fear, right? I kind of feel like that's what we should be doing. Um or alternatively, as I as I said on jokingly on Twitter, but kind of serious. <laughs> If you were to take $96 billion and you were to buy 96 billion Costco hot dogs, okay? And honestly, if you were going to buy that many, Costco would probably cut you a discount too. So you wouldn't be paying the full dollar fucking for it. Because it's a dollar, well, it's a dollar fifty for the drink and the hot dog combo, right? I'd imagine it's probably just about a dollar for the hot dog and drinks to 50 cents. So if you're buying them for a dollar, I'm sure you can get a discount. Maybe you can get a bulk discount. Maybe 75 cents dog we're talking here. So for $95 billion, let's just say, or $96 billion, let's just say you're spending a dollar. That's 95 billion hot dogs. That pretty much ends world hunger all in one go. And anyone who wants to continue receiving the Costco glizzies <laughs> will fucking comply with anything we tell them to do. Because if you guys want to, if you motherfuckers want to eat, then guess what? Because all foreign aid is now in the form of Costco hot dogs. There's... No more money, no more cash. It's all going to be sent out in Costco hot dogs. Because <laughs> since we just declared the, the Houthis a fucking terrorist organization and it just went into effect, now we are no longer legally allowed to send aid to Yemen, which we had been sending them a lot of food and a lot of humanitarian aid. Now we can't do that anymore. So you, you send them the, the fucking Costco hot dogs, get them hooked on those, and then they say, oh, man. Beef, all beef hot dogs. So, you know, there's no uh there's no problem or whatever. It's kosher, it's kosher, it's, it's halal. halal, it's it's all those things. And everybody can eat it. You hand it out, you get them hooked on it, and they say <laughs> shit. Get, you get them hooked on it. Well, okay, those hot okay, you can't tell me those hot dogs aren't addicting. I mean, they are delicious. They, they are pretty fucking good. And when you don't have when you live in, in sand and you've got a dress and sandals on and debris, and it's, like just uh <laughs> yeah, just and it's 150 degrees. Dilapidated buildings. Yeah, you live in literal clay huts and you get a taste of that fucking sweet American Costco glizzy, you're fuck you're gonna you'll be like, Who's whose dick do I gotta suck to get more of these? Right? That's exactly what you're gonna do. And like I said. They're going to be very compliant because what would happen if, quote unquote, the government decided to say of, of Yemen or whoever said, oh, no, we're we're not going to accept these glizzies anymore. The people would rebel. The people would fucking throw arms and you, you essentially cause a French Revolution style revolution in any country that doesn't want to continue getting the glizzies. That the government say no, that the people will say that's it. This is their let them eat cake moment when they say no more to the American Costco hot dogs. And then the people will overthrow the governments. You just give them 48. So why not just have 48 billion? Because 96 billion just seems like well, gravy. I was just using that as the, because that's the example of the money that we spent. So I was saying like, for what we spent on this fucking bill, or what we're going to spend on this bill is $96 billion. Yeah. 
We could buy 96 billion fucking hot dogs from Costco. Yeah, you can have 48 billion glizzies, and then you have the other 48 billion go to the armaments. And then you have you can have both cakes. So then, <laughs> so then you get to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Man, that's actually a better idea. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think that spending this money is just gonna fucking uh, it's just gonna make our and I also was was kind of joking, but also serious about for the amount of money we pay in taxes, I think each organization or maybe even each citizen should get at the very least their name written on a missile. A thank you letter. Uh, I mean, I think- le- you know, when you adopt a fucking uh, what are those those animals in, in Africa or whatever, and they send you a picture of the monkey and then they and they. They tell you, oh, you fed this monkey for for your one dollar. You fed this monkey for fucking 18 months or whatever. And here's little Billy and he fucking just loves it. And he loves he loves doing sign language or, you know, there's a zebra with him. And zebra's name's Jimmy and Jimmy the zebra. You fed him for your other dollar. And we should get at least that. Hey, you got your your fucking taxes purchased a stinger missile system that we sent to the Ukraine. And it shot down two Russian helicopters. Here's. Here's a what's a what's a Ukrainian name? Fucking here's Vladimir Volodymyr, and he's holding his thing. And it's a picture of him giving him a thumbs up, <laughs> just fucking being all happy. <laughs> or or it's or it's like, hey, you you bought an APC system that was sent to Israel, and here's this guy, and he's like standing in there, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, it 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 it'd make me a little bit more prouder, right? Like the average taxpayer should get that, and then I think you know maybe companies who pay more taxes than let's say the regular average people, they should maybe get like a system named after them, like a weapon system. Like it would be like the game rage magazine, Saturday night special fucking missile. <laughs> and like it's, and then we get to see every time like the, the drone footage of it being launched and who it kills. We get a, like a kill counter on it. You know, that'd be kind of sweet. It's like PBS when they give you like their, <laughs> for your contribution of $72. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you did a nuclear strike on South Korea or North Korea and obliterated 30 million people. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your support. And here's your tote bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, if we get like a challenge coin of oh, that would be sweet. A commemorative coin for all yeah. the people you killed. Yeah. Like that. Her, your help. tax dollars supported fucking the death of that yeah. would be awesome. I think that that's something we should fucking look into. Maybe there should be a whole channel dedicated to that. Oh shit, it should be the public it should become the public access channel. That's it. It's no more any of this bullshit. It's just straight up that's all they're doing. It's just talking about everybody who's what your taxes got you and who you killed with it. Yeah. And just go just go full extreme, you know. Um anyways, all right, that was kind of it on that topic. If you had anything else? No. Um and then oh shit, my thing went away. So additionally there were a couple of things that kind of happened with involving Iran. I'll do them in chronological order because <laughs> of are they when they happen to one another. Um, I, I possibly, I think they kind of are They're It's escalations. I'm sure we can jump to conclusions and oh, yeah, make we our can. Own preposterous. Of course we can. Theories. <laughs> yeah. So, so the first thing they did was, okay, you know how, I don't know if you've seen these things, but, the government's been putting the U.S. government's putting out these things about this this huge threat of these what they're calling shipping container missiles, which is essentially a, a an intercontinental ballistic missile that's hidden inside of a, a shipping container, and it the the top pops up and the missile's there and it fucking launches the missile and it goes right. So Iran publicly used 
a shipping container ship and they launched one of these fucking missiles. They showed it, they launched it, and they they launched it from the fucking whatever sea that they're in over there, the Red Sea. And they it it, it flew all the way to this target that they had that looked was like an exact replica of some Israeli air, airfield that they don't like. And they made like this exact replica of it and they fucking destroyed it with this this shipping container missile. So I thought that was fucking hilarious that, oh, man, they're actually just being ballsy and just showing. Oh, yeah, look what we got instead of. Oh, yeah. Why don't you just fucking surprise everybody and just show up and just start attacking people with them? Like, why are you fucking letting everybody know? Yeah. Like, why? Why even dick around doing that? Yeah. Why? Why show your hand? You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the villain shit, dude. That's the super villain shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, how they like got to give the whole. They got to. Give the, the whole credit. spiel, the yeah. whole speech, and oh, look how threatening I am! Look how look how awesome I am to display my power. I'm gonna demonstrate the power of this fucking laser bullshit. Yeah, when they could have just fucking just ended Mr. Bond's life, or what do you know? Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's true. So then, funny enough, a couple of days later, there's Iran has a lot of natural gas pipelines and all these pipelines throughout the thing, right? So a couple of days after this happens, one of their pipelines explodes. And it's like, it, it looked like a nuclear device went off. It was fucking humongous. And so the plume of fire was like, too, it, was, it was fucking high, man. It was crazy. So they immediately come out and say, oh, this is just an accident or it's just whatever. It's nothing. And then an hour later, the Iranian Twitter account tweets and says, they delete that tweet. And then they say, this was an act of terrorism. And they say that there were three other locations that also experienced these catastrophic failures and that it was done with explosives of some kind. So I obviously think, oh, we or Israel or whoever saw that shit and they were like, oh, you got shipping container missiles? That's cool. We'll just come in and blow up your oil pop pipelines with C4 or some shit. Because that's what that's what the Iranians are saying that it was. It was some sort of explosive that that detonated on the thing, and it was terrorism. Now, who knows? That could be a lie, could be false, but that's what the official story that the Iranians are putting out. And I would be inclined to believe that, just because of the timing of oh, they do this shipping container missile bullshit, and then a few days later, all of a sudden, some of their pipelines blow up. Oh yeah, huh? Real real sus, if you ask me. It's definitely not a coincidence, in my opinion. Um, and then the best one, the best one of them all came today. And that was Iran. The Ayatollah has officially announced. It's not Chris Jericho. It's not the Ayatollah of rock and roll. It's the Ayatollah of Iran. Iran proper. Yeah, proper. He announced that the Iranian government is officially declaring that they own Antarctica. (laughs) I don't know why. Every all the people online and the, uh, all the pundits or whoever you want, the analysts are basically saying that oh, this is a direct slap into the face to Joe Biden, and I'm like, uh, yeah, we have this fucking treaty that is with everybody that says no one owns Antarctica, but the Iranians who probably have never been there are just gonna say, oh no, we own that shit. They might as well just be like, oh, we also own the moon too. <laughs> yeah, that's ours as well. So you got you better stay out of there. Who's gonna dispute it? I mean, who's gonna <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, at least we could be like, well, shit, bitch, our flag is on the fucking moon, so uh we own it. Not you, you fuck. 
Like, you, how would you have any claim to it whatsoever? But again, if you can't go there, I, like, I don't think Iran has the ability to go to Antarctica. Even I don't think their ships would get them there. It, it's the perfect bluff, dude. It's 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 being preposterous, and it's like yeah, it's like taking all your clothes off when you're fighting somebody, but like, <laughs> and like, just shitting in the middle of the floor. And everybody's yeah. like, what the fuck, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and you end up not fighting him, and you end, yeah. end up actually winning. So therefore, Iran is very strategy. much in the same boat where yeah. they're making these empty threats about owning uh, Antarctica. It's like, well, nobody's going to dispute them. Like the U.S. can't get in a direct fight with them because then it becomes a problem for the world in general. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, we, that's ours. Oh, yeah, we own that. Moon two. <laughs> the moon, the moon two and oh, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just outer space. Yeah, we own that too. Claim it for Muhammad. I mean, that that's, that's pretty fucking hilarious, man. I... I wish I had that kind of confidence. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we could all learn something from the Ayatollah. Yeah. And and just be just be unhinged. <laughs> yeah, unhinged and blatantly disrespectful. I think is the way to go. Good fucking lord, dude. That's, it is, that's hilarious. Yeah, it's fucking great. So I just thought that was funny. I can't wait to see. What, what did they say though? What did what did like oh, the whole they, the, the consensus the, of the world? It was just essentially Iran announces or the Ayatollah announces that I didn't see like the translated speech or whatever he gave, but it just it, it summed it up and just said Iran announces that they now own the Antarctica, that they are laying claim to Antarctica and that no one basically can stop them, that they, that they own it now. And everyone who is any kind of claim to it needs to leave and that it's for them to have. And that's it. And everybody can go fuck themselves, essentially, is what they said, which is completely ridiculous. Yeah, but also funny. And it just man, it's, it's just it's classic. Classic what a, fucking what a good terrorism. Time for, what a good time for all the things that are going on in the world that Iran just provided the le- the laughs. It's, it's it's the levity. It is. They're just they're just trolling everybody at this point now. They know we're about to literally end this planet in nuclear hellfire in the next fucking twelve to eighteen months, and they're just like, ah, let's just be assholes. Yeah, let's just let's just joke it up. Let's just yuck it up here. So, um, that was it in Iran news, and then. Just uh, real quick, I did have something I wanted to say about China. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Which I think there might be the beginnings of some sort of revolution starting in China. Within their own government? Within, within, the, within the populace. The, the population, yeah. So there's this group. It's called it's called it's called something stupid, like the freedom, the freedom guys, or the free it's something something stupid. I don't remember what the name is, but it's something to do with freedom. And it's yeah, sure. Name notwithstanding, they're they're pushing for f- freedom and no longer communism in China, right? Do they acknowledge Tiananmen Square? Uh, I don't know what their Tiananmen Square stance is or what their Taiwanese uh, stance is either at this juncture because they're not really – like they don't have a website I can go to and just be like, hey, what do these guys believe? They don't have a jihadi debt to – No, yeah, they, they to, have to not. Yeah, they have not gone that far yet. So maybe they will. I don't know. But they've started – they literally had – I think it was last week they they committed some they started committing acts of terrorism. So the first thing that they did was they shot up a I don't know some fucking market in China. It was the worst mass shooting that they've had in ever, I guess. And the government, the Chinese government was immediately covering it up basically saying, "Oh no, nothing to see here. Nothing to move along. It was just some fireworks that went off like nothing nothing to see here. Everything's cool, guys. Don't worry about it. It's all good." Oh, um it, it was the fireworks some some guy had some fireworks and he threw some fireworks and then some people got burned and so that's why there's 20 people that are dead you know it's okay don't worry about it it's no big deal you know exploded that's all yeah that's all and so then i think yesterday or the day before there was another instance <sighs> that was also claimed by these guys which was a uh 
it was at some corporate building and i guess one of the guys was the head one of the head guys there and he got ousted for some reason and he was pissed so he somehow made some deal with these dudes and got them access in and they planted a bunch of tnt that they got from the local mine that they stole and they just fucking leveled i don't know if they leveled the building but they fucking blew up a shit ton of stuff and killed like a bunch of people so these and these guys are doing it in the name of quote unquote freedom for for uh, China for China to China to be free from its communist government to be free of Xi Jinping. So they're committing essentially acts of terror. That's wild. It, it is, and so China is is trying the, the government, I should say, the CCP is trying to cover this shit up like nobody's business. They're wiping the internet clean of basically any mentions of this, and so it's interesting. I've seen videos of it, so I know it's real. It, for the for the most part, but it's very interesting to see how this is going to play out. Because if this is the beginning of people fucking finally saying they've had enough, and I do think that the Chinese communist government figured out that they maybe went a little too far with COVID, with locking people down, because they did have riots, and they did have, you know, what are those things? Uh, uprisings, I guess, amongst people who were trapped in their in their buildings and they couldn't leave. They couldn't get food. You know, they did have certain problems with that. And now it seems as though those things have been taken to another level. And now they're starting to get actually, you know, violent, like against the government with guns. Well, and listen, it's China has one of the tightest gun controls on the planet, but yet. Somehow these dudes got these guns and they fucking went and shot up this place. Somehow they got fucking TNT from the mine. They stole it. Never underestimate somebody that has fucking conviction. Absolutely. And, and motivation to to do something like that. Like, there's, I don't think there's... It's like the V for Vendetta thing, dude. Yeah. Can't destroy something if... Can't destroy an idea. If somebody's motivated to start some kind of uh, uprising, if you can lead people and you can inspire a whole... A whole generation or a revolution whole, or whatever. A whole group of people to do it. And there's not really much a government can do, like, yeah, altogether. I mean, sure, you can make threats and everything, but at some point, the disapproval of the government is going to be superseded or will supersede the government itself. Like, the discontentness of people in yeah, general, like, and gonna, if they get violent themselves, that's it's fucking end game. Well, yeah, that's done. The government can't do anything to stop it because, I mean, yeah, just short of just using the military to mow people down. They, I wonder, okay, so like if the government actually. The president ordered that. Military itself, like, those are made of the citizens of China, right? So they all, they yeah. all have perspective. Did I not even have the mic in? No, it was on. It was? Uh, it's been going. You sure? Yeah, there, you- there's there's still, it's it's been going oh, it was, on here. Well, I think you pushed the button when you were grabbing it, and that's what popped it out. All right, hopefully I was going for, hopefully I was talking this whole. Yeah, no, I can see the waveform on here, so it's not like you were. All right, whatever. Anyways, so I think if those people have any kind of uh, integrity, I mean, the military has to favor the people, right? It's not there to be the, to do the willful doing of the president itself. I mean, they have their own families, too. So true. They wouldn't be protecting the president. That's always see, and that's always the thing when it comes to revolution in a country is you're going to have a certain 
percentage of the military that doesn't go along with what the status quo is going to be right with, Hey, we want you to kill these civilians because they're posing a threat to government. We need you to protect the government. Well, for a lot of people, that's a line, right? That's a lot of people for a lot of people. That's a line. They're not willing to cross now in a, in a free society, quote unquote, like we have here, the likelihood of them telling them, telling the government to fuck off. We're not going to kill civilians is higher in that type of thing where you have this super harsh government control and restrictions on everything. It may be less likely that you'll get a decent number of people to say, no, we're not going to do this. And people will comply because they don't want to have their life upended or fucked up or whatever. If they, because if, if you don't comply with the orders and you kill the civilians or you don't kill the civilians, then you just get sent to fucking, traitor prison and then probably executed and then essentially probably executed so um that's a choice that a lot of people are not going to make that they're just going to be like fuck it i'll just kill these assholes and be done and go home and sleep tonight or whatever you know but then there are as there's a contingent that won't do that and i don't know what the percentages are statistically of what they will likely be but it's probably here i'd say we probably have a higher percentage of people saying no to doing something like that over there, I'd say it's probably lower. That you I, might get people to just be like, "Oh yeah, fuck it, we're just gonna kill these assholes." <gasps> so, they, do they know where these group of people are actually from? Or there's been really no information. They're just some rebel group, I guess, but they don't really. They don't know the numbers or nothing. Nah, nothing. Well, nothing. Maybe they do. Maybe the Chinese Communist government does know, but none of it's been released. So I can't. We have no. I have no clue who, how many people they got. If this is actually a real, legitimate potential rebellion which is why i thought it was important to talk about because if this is the first if this is the boston tea party of uh chinese revolution essentially which is you know the early beginning stages of it then this would be very historically relevant because if the chinese communist government government does fall or does face its own internal revolution and a lot of it is because their economy is taking a shit yeah evergrand uh, oh yeah evergrand went under that was yeah, and that's that's that was oh. like the is it, what is it like the progenitor? Well, I, I think it's been in the shitter. All yeah, together for they, a they while. Cover, yeah, but yeah, no, that so it, it kind of just tells you that when when someone's economy, if the government's only been allowed to remain in charge because they've been keeping people happy by feeding them and giving them money, then cool. But then the second that shit dries up, well, now it's game on, bitch, and we ain't taking this shit no more. Yeah, like all that fucking housing they created that never sold yeah that just did nothing that just sit there unoccupied and um it's i mean we're kind of having that issue here it's alarming the amount of like at least with commercial real estate when i was at i was talking about the fucking the musical or the play or whatever when i was when i was there there's a office building that's across from it and we were standing outside the thing looking at it there were you could see the lights were all on on all these floors and they were just empty like there was no desks, there was no nothing. It was just offices that were just completely fucking empty for like, from like floor two to like floor nine. It was just empty. And then there was like some shit on 10, 11, and 12. There was something, but like, and this is a giant commercial building here in the United States. So that's not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An isolated incident. That's kind of happening it's not, it's here. It's not immunity. There's no immunity right. for us either. Right, there's not. And so that's where we talk about earlier with the question of, of changing the system. If the economy gets bad enough, 
the system will be forced to change because the people will have no choice. If, if, if it's up to me and I'm going to be either homeless or rebel against the government, well then fuck, I'll rebel against the government. Cause if I lose, well, I'm homeless anyways. So I got nothing to lose really. And that's kind of how I think it's looking at in China is, is that's where this could potentially become an issue that actually is relevant because if you've got enough people that say shit, I'm already can't eat. I can't do this. I might as well fight the government because they're the ones that aren't giving this shit to me. So if some changes in leadership need to be made, then I'll be here to, then we're going to help change it essentially. Man, it'd be really funny if the U S decided to provide services (laughs) for these people. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure this, I'm sure that there are, Several three-letter agencies that are Several. talking to these motherfuckers and trying to get, hey man, what do you guys need? You need some more blow up. You need some more blowy blow ups. You know, you need some more fucking bullets. Some, uh, what do you guys need handles? Yeah, 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 yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah, let's let's go. What do you guys want? <laughs> Shopping list of whatever you guys could dream of. All right. In a post Civil War China, what do you think? What do you think ends up happening? Well, because I am a man of the people. All right. I think that the people win. I think the Chinese people take back their country and they say, okay, we need some motherfucking democracy in this bitch. And I think Taiwan becomes a main Taiwan and Hong Kong become main. I don't want to say progenitors, but they become main, they become main characters in the Chinese story now. And they help the rest of the country kind of come into the 21st century in terms of their political beliefs in their system because obviously hong kong has gone back to china but before it was democratic it was owned by the uk and it was run like a democracy taiwan's obviously run like a democracy taiwan is roc it's the republic of china is what they they still believe themselves to be chinese and i think they want to be chinese they want to be associated with mainland china because that's their people right you know so i think that they the people overcome they win and the taiwanese and the hong kong Kongites or whatever they're called i don't know the people from hong kong and people from taiwan i think they reunite and they help reunite china and china becomes one people again and i also think they say hey now that we're fucking good now that we're cool hey hey america let's be buddies and i think that's i think that's in that show Firefly, everybody speaks Chinese, right? Because at some point, Chinese became the dominant language in the past. So I think this is where we have that convergence point of, all right, cool. If China becomes buddies with us, then they've got a billion fucking people or whatever. Well, maybe we start interbreeding because we're all buddies and everybody can go there and come back. Because, I mean, I listen, I'll say this to go on a slight tangent. China has a shit ton of historical monuments and fucking, they they have a rich history that they have pretty much preserved. And I'd love to go there and see that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to go there and see that too. And man, we we get some interbreeding going. Who the fuck knows, right? Where this goes. But to further, to, to just straight answer your question, I think the Chinese people, they win and they take over and they say, we want freedom, please. Help us out. And then the other guys come in and help them out. That's that's the rose color. That's that's the fucking, you know, 
the happy fucking, it's not going to be easy. I'm definitely not saying that's, that's, that's the happy go lucky end state. That's not the, how to get there, how to get there is going to be rough as fuck China will likely lose half of its population in a civil war. That's what I would think. And it might even be more than that, to be perfectly honest with you. Would they even want anybody from Taiwan itself to, it's like, you didn't do the, you didn't do the battling for us. I think Taiwan would be, I think they'd be involved. I think they would definitely assist somehow. I don't yeah, know how. Yeah, it's like, why would they want their help if they weren't there to begin with when things went sour? And uh, I mean, sure, they wanted to be part of China itself or yeah, or return to their homeland. And I guess, I don't know if return to power is the appropriate word, but it's like, you guys weren't in it with us. Why the fuck do you guys get to come uh, back and dictate what happened? Yeah, or, that's a valid point. And even for Hong Kong itself, like, it's like, the fuck do we care? You do shit <laughs> yeah i mean that is true that's a very valid point they could very well say that or you could have something even worse happen and they just have another communist revolution and they just become communists again but <laughs> but then they just wipe the corruption out but they're still communists and they're still assholes potentially mm-hmm. because of that but they just wiped out the the essentially the, the corruption problem. the problems that they were having yeah because that's why they're in the position that they're in is because their communist government is so corrupt it's this is just what it's become so i don't know It'll be interesting to see what happens, though. But will um, the Shen Yun prophecy, prophecy come true? The Shen Yun prophecy reuniting China back to the old days. Yeah, the <laughs> the, the, chi- the China before communist China, as they advertise themselves, or the time. What what is it? What's their tagline? It's China before communism. Yeah, China before communism. Dude. It's true. Ta- yeah, Taiwanese. I mean, not that I'm not that I'm saying that it's uh, good or bad. It's Taiwanese propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really or, or is. Or Chinese propaganda for an old pre-communism China. Yeah. Yeah. So who who actually does that? They're they're not actually like the Taiwan. Shenyun? Yeah, is that like Taiwanese people or fuck, that's a great question. I, I don't actually know if that's them or like who is it? What if they're uh what if they're like not even related? They're not even Chinese. They're like fucking Cambodian or something. They're like Cambodian. <laughs> Uh, it says Shenyun Performing Arts is a United States-based nonprofit. Also, oh, they're they're in the United States. Uh, it's oh, it's operated by the Feilong Gong, the New Religious Movement. Oh man, it's a religion. What the fuck? Uh, let's see. It was founded by Li Hongzi in China in the early nineties. Wow, man. They have a they have a four hundred and twenty-seven acre compound in Deer Park, New York. These fucking guys do, man. This sounds a little cultish. I don't know. It sounds kind of interesting because it's like. Oh, let's be sympathetic towards this specific version of China. Man, okay, so Okay, so <laughs> this is kind of interesting the way they do this. The people who live there, they pay rent to the performance venue, they promote the show, and they sell the tickets. After expenses are covered through ticket sales, proceeds go to Shenyun, which is the thing. So the finances of them are linked. So the religion and the Shenyun thing are like one. They're one in the same. One, their finances are one in the same. So essentially they are one in the same. So they, they, I mean, are they making like a grip or whatever? Are so, okay, they- here's the other thing. Shenyun's performances have been described as promoting sectarian doctrines and negative views of evolution and atheism. <laughs> okay. So um, it says some descriptions have noted Falun Gong's opposition to homosexuality and feminism. <laughs> so this is definitely getting to be. Wow. I, you may have to. We may have to boycott Shinyun at the end, the end of this. I, I don't even. I've never even seen it. So neither have I. Um, 
Wow, it says the group is promoted by the Epoch Times, a far-right media outlet affiliated with Falun Gong, the religion. Good Lord. That is fucking, wow, the, the rabbit hole that this has become, this is the funny-ass Chinese. Man, that is crazy. I can't you even. You thought they were like a harmless circus? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like, right? Thing. <laughs> Wait, how do you be a private, nonprofit organization? Man, that's crazy. I wonder if they're I wonder if they're their their info's gotta be out there as like what they make. <laughs> like it 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 has Who's to be pain to see this, by the way. Apparently a lot of people do because it, it sells out apparently wherever it goes. It's like Scientology for China. Yeah, it kind <laughs> of is. It's Chinese science, the Chinese version of Scientology, it seems like. <clears throat> so let's see how Fucking much wild, dude. This is nuts. How Let's just see how much Shen Yun makes. If that's Shen, ninety-six billion dollars. Nah, probably be like somewhere in the millions, right? Uh, let's see. Probably like a hundred million or something, maybe. Oh, the average annual salary of someone working at Shen Yun Performing Arts is estimated to be approximately one hundred eight thousand dollars a year. Uh, that's how much they're paying people to be there. So, like, how much money do you need to support? Oh my god, in 2022 their revenues were 46 million dollars. Okay. And their expenses were only 13 and a half million. Hmm. So they made what 30 fucking 33 million dollars or the some shit in profit million dollars just from doing these uh these shows, these these shows promoting That's crazy, man. We should start our own version of Shen Yun, but for America. <laughs> Make it Star Wars. <laughs> it's just Star Wars the musical. Yeah. Make them laugh. Make them laugh. Or maybe it's uh or maybe it's Spaceballs the musical. Do it for Yoda and all the other puppets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so then one other thing that I was going to talk about. Oh shit, that's the wrong fucking show. Where's the CUP? Here it is. Um so basically, I guess this will kind of be two things that are kind of talking to each other. But there's been this whole big thing about this Russian fucking nuclear satellite controversy or whatever, where supposedly Russia is going to be putting nuclear missiles in space, right? I I don't know that I would believe if the U.S. government told me that we didn't currently have nuclear weapons in space via satellite form somehow, I don't think I'd believe that. I don't think that's true. I think we have shit up there. I just think we're not telling anybody to, about to it. To deliver a nuclear warhead without any kind of propulsion system? Well, it the propulsion system is... it has, it'll ha- I think it has a propulsion system. So we have that thing the rods from god right i don't know if you've heard about that but it's basically this thing that it's a satellite based weapon that is essentially it shoots these fucking metal telephone poles it like just drops them from space and because of the momentum of gravity it just fucking it's like basically a nuclear device going off but there's no radiation because there's no nuclear device it's just the impact itself right so i would imagine that we likely just have nuclear weapons up there and sure i mean you could just drop it from space and then yeah maybe it has a rocket attached to it on the on the bottom like you know a conventional rocket that activates once it goes in atmosphere i'd believe that we have that now the russians saying that they're gonna do it that would be news to me because i wouldn't think that the russians may have that fucking capability at this point but 
if you, they, you don't think they've shown everything they have now uh, oh. or i mean uh as far as their military capabilities I mean, I don't know if they put everything on display with this Ukraine war. If they have, then they've already shown their hand that they're not. Well, they don't I, have a stonk. Yeah, stonk. They don't have a strong. They don't have a strong position. Stonks. <laughs> Stonks go up. Um, I I think that they've shown their hand to everything that they have in terms of conventional weaponry goes. I don't think that they've necessarily tipped their hand to what sort of unconventional devices that they have because they haven't used any yet over there. So. I would venture that if they were to put up nuclear whip weapons and one of the things that's being talked about is that it's not necessarily just nuclear weapons. It's radiation emitting satellites. So the satellites will be put into space and then have the ability to emit radiate like large amounts of radiation. And essentially they would take out our satellites that we currently have, or they would disrupt those, those operations just by emitting radiation. It would, it would, I guess, fucking somehow disrupt the communications of the satellites or some shit. But let's just say for a minute that they did put nuclear weapons up there, right? Okay, we can shoot them down. But the problem with that is, by the time they were to launch something and we were to send some shit up to get it, it's probably already going to be in low enough atmosphere to where it's just going to basically cause an EMP to happen. Right. Which is going to be, I think what the whole point of why the Russians are doing this or saying they're going to do it is because that would be the perfect delivery system for an EMP attack on the United States. And obviously it's been said that, you know, if you just were to take three nuclear warheads, just of average size and you were to detonate them at, I think it's 80,000 feet above the United States and three, one like three perfect locations or whatever not perfect but three specific locations cover the entire unit. you would wipe the entire you'd do an emp big enough to wipe the entire electrical grid you wouldn't actually really kill anybody by the actual blasts themselves but it would wipe the, the grid out it would just fry everything due to the emp blast from that shit so i think that's the threat of why they would put them up there i don't think they would actually have the balls to attack us with nuclear weapons themselves like launching them from space and hitting a target on the ground because then they're opening up the, they're opening the floodgates for us. They're opening the doors for full retaliation. But if you just do an EMP blast above, mm, makes it kind of hard for us to fucking justify launching all the missiles at them basically. So I think that's the threat is that they're just threatening. It's going to be to threaten a nuclear or an EMP sort of style attack, which what? Anyways, so Cooper, why are you looking at me like a person? Jesus Christ. Did you pee on your bag? Hmm? Did you pee on your bag? No. Oh, you wanted to? No, I just had I had one more thing to add for this. Oh, all right, go ahead. Let me hear it. Well, I don't really know much about it. Yeah. Other than what's been written in the article itself. Or the, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Where'd you get that article from? Uh was it the Wall Street Journal? Fuck no. <laughs> that laid off its people. Like that's behind a paywall. Hope it's not. Keep talking. Did you add more again? Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I, I, you know, again, all of this is speculative because we don't know what the fuck they actually have. I mean, yeah, they're talking shit like they're going to do it or they want to do it or who knows, maybe a little bit of both. But I was just going to say that one of the things that a lot of people don't think about when 
you know, we get into so a, a even when you just have regular power outage. I mean, Frank brought it up on the the BFN show about his the his apartment's complex how losing power, right? And it's funny how you just see how dark it really is without electricity or how what lack of sound there is, what lack of just existence there is at night when there's no light, there's no sound, there's nothing. And just how something as simple as, you know, a small fire to keep warm can be seen from fucking miles away. And it's just something to think about, I guess, with all these people that fucking want to say that they're preppers and they do this and they do that. Well, motherfucker, if you're going to be out here cooking all that food that you fucking got, somebody's going to find you. You're just basically broadcasting where the fuck you're at, especially in a, in a situation like that where there's no light, there's no noise. Man, how quiet it is when there's no fucking cars around or cars moving about is fucking insane. So just something for the people out there to think about and to consider. Oh, why he's invited. So just something for people out there to consider when you're coming up and drawing up your plans for a post EMP attack or whatever, you know, if you're a psychopath like me and you have these things, just something that not a lot of people consider is how you're going to cook shit or how you're going to fucking operate at night when there's nothing, there's nothing around. There's no light except for the moon and anything you do, you shine a flashlight, you get a fire going, man, you're fucked. You're, you're, you're just giving away your position. So Surprised with the amount of things you can make Tinder with. Yeah, that's true. That's also I was, true. I was, I was watching some videos and uh, even the shavings of a, a lighter. Yeah. You don't have any uh, fuel for the lighter itself. Like you can use a switchblade or whatever to shave off that and turn it into yeah, Tinder. It's, for- uh, yeah. Because it's basically, um, what is it? The metal. Um, fuck. But, but even that, like you, you could use yeah. the even if you don't have the fuel, the proper fuel, like the, whatever the liquid is inside of it. Yeah. I mean the ignition. Yeah. That ignition, alone. You can light the shavings off and then use and the, use that to the spark, the sparker or whatever to yeah. fucking start fire. Yeah. So you don't need the fuel directly. Oh yeah, you don't, which is crazy to think about that. And then, you know, it's just crazy to think about survival situations in general and how, you know, yeah, I've read a lot of books and yeah, I watched a lot of survivor man back in the day, uh, with Les Stroud, which man, one of my favorite shows, man. It's so good. Who's Les Stroud? Is he the one that says adapt, overcome, piss, drinks his own piss? Or no, that's Bear Grylls, I think. Oh, that's right. Les Stroud is the he's Canadian and he is basically he was the real version essentially of the Bear Grylls experience where he would go out and live in the wild, but then it would turn out that they were just going to sleep in hotels every night. Like Les Stroud actually literally went by himself mm-hmm. with no camera crew. And he was going out and he would put himself in these crazy survival situations like, OK, I'm here in the Arctic tundra and my plane just crashed. What and do so, I do? Yeah. And so he would have the, they would they would fly him out with this little fucking like, I don't know, half of a Cessna. And they'd be like, here you go. And then he'd be like, cool. I have like six items and he'd have like a rubber band, a fucking I, he, I think on the winter ones, he gave himself a lighter just in case he couldn't get fire. So he'd take a lighter and then he'd take like a couple things and then he would scavenge shit out of the plane and he'd build himself a fire. He built himself a sled. He built himself shelter, man. It's crazy shit. The shit that he would do, he'd be doing ones in the jungle. He, would, he went all around the world. So doing this, that shit. I know this is kind of detracting from the point of this podcast. Or maybe it is. And I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but the dual survival guys. Oh yeah. 
because they were, I think, what on uh, Nature? Or, I don't, I don't remember Discovery. Maybe. I think they were on Discovery. Yeah, <sighs> I think they were on Discovery. So were they one of those people that was doing things uh, where they would go to hotel rooms like after they recorded their scenes? So from what I what I have read, no, that okay, that hippie, the hippie dude who that was guy, like that guy's got to be straight up. Oh, he was to the extreme because he didn't wear fucking shoes. No, they made him wear socks when they went to the winter ones and he was like, I don't want to. And they were like, well, you have to, like, you can't, no, I don't want to. No, no, you have to. Like, so they made him do it because I think he's got calcis enough to, Oh yeah. Not feel anything. Right. But they were saying like, Oh, your feet will freeze just because of the fucking touching the bare ground. Yeah. So, uh, the other dude, I think he, that he was also of the extreme, but they were basically opposing personalities. Cause one guy was a former military dude and the other guy was a fucking, basically a hippie who, seemingly did large amounts of uh steroids but like that's neither here nor there either way who did the, the hippie or the hippie oh, guy because yeah. he was i don't know if you ever saw he looked like the ultimate warrior like his body type i mean he was he was like super swollen like shredded i don't know if he was shredded i thought he was kind of the bulky oh, shredded. he was shredded man like that the dude from dual survival we're talking about yeah that guy was shredded you're, you're talking about you cody, cody was fucking shredded yeah he was he was shredded, dude. He was fucking, he was I, swole as fuck. He was like triple, oh no, he looked like Scott Steiner, dude. Really? Yeah, man. Uh, that's. <laughs> all right, maybe that's being a little facetious, but. Damn, because he was, he's always, he's always wearing a button up shirt, but I remember him being all Ripley and like, you know. You know, oh yeah, man! Like he was, he was like doing. He was like a bodybuilder. Anyways, I don't want, I don't want to get hung up on this topic anymore. So, all right. I mean, it was relevant to the fact of survival in the in the grid down situation, yeah. I guess. But that, I mean, listen, I I've learned a lot from those types of shows that because a lot of them had good advice. And I, okay, I will say one one of. I mean, just yeah. just kind of a small thing, but when they were talking about winter settings, like not overworking yourself. So you don't sweat and oh, yeah. sweat turns into ice and becomes problematic. Well, it also saps your body heat too, because then when you are sweating into your clothing, that's keeping you warm. Yeah. All it's doing is just sucking out your body heat and then fucking making you even colder. So yeah. it's like, you have to balance and figure out, okay, what's the appropriate level of, of work that I can do yeah. to not sweat essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, winter. I, I'm glad that we do not live in a winter fucking area because, man, those are that's that's going to be the places that are going to be hard to survive in in grid down situations. Yep. Anywhere that it fucking snows, Damn. sure, it may be a hundred and fucking twenty degrees here certain days. Yeah, we're gonna make sure we need to have fucking lots of water, or we're gonna have to somehow maintain a water source. That's gonna be our biggest problem. Yeah, but we can always we as long as you have something a roof over your head. You're likely not going to die of exposure from sunlight, you know, from heat. You're going to, you know, you're going to die of exposure to the fucking cold. You could die of exposure to the cold being inside of a house. It could be fucking 10 degrees below zero inside of a house if you got nothing to keep it warm with. So, you know, fuck. It's crazy shit to think about. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's see. We are at we're at an hour and a half. So Shit, I didn't even know. We were, I, mean, I thought fuck, we were at like an hour. That's what I thought. Too. I kind of thought we were looking at that too. But yeah, we're at hour 30. So yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, shit, we, we have done like, man, well, we'll talk about it after because people probably don't want to hear this shit. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, <laughs> so jerking ourselves, yeah, jerking off. ourselves off for how much work we fucking done this week. Oh so, God. Oh God. Uh, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm going to be a soy jack coomer. Oh uh, yeah. Or wojack. A wojack coomer. So yeah. So anyways, all right, well, that'll be the end of this episode. Um, 
stay tuned for more. Follow us on Game Rage Magazine and at Game Rage Bag. If you want to hear some spicy tunes, you can follow Adam at All Gas No Trash Official. And as we said on the last podcast, if you want to talk to Frank, send him a carrier pigeon, preferably one that doesn't have the bird flu or any sort of avian influenza at all. That'd be that'd be nice if you could uh, avoid doing that. Yeah. So, anyways, um, stay tuned for uh, the next episode, and well, we'll see you on the next one. That was the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. We're also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also our website, www.gameragemagazine.com.